Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to our very first episode of the I Just Teach Here podcast with Jess and Sabria. This is going to be awesome. And you're just going to get a snippet into our lives and our thoughts as educators. This is a podcast where we don't make the rules. We just teach here. Today's podcast, we titled an SLP and a teacher walk into a bar. Jessica, mm-hmm. would you like to start our podcast by telling us who you are, what you do, and what this podcast is going to be about today? I'm super excited because um, today starts a day that might change your lives because you are all about to meet your newest teacher besties, me and Sabria. So um, I am Jessica. I am an elementary school special education teacher. Um, I specialize in autism and yeah, that's pretty much it. What about you? (laughs) I'm Sabria. I am a speech language pathologist, elementary level currently. I also love, love, love working with children with autism. Um, And as you'll find out, Jess and I work very closely together. Uh, Jessica, how did you get into the profession? I knew from a young age that I always wanted to be a teacher. So I went to college for teaching. I studied elementary education and human development. When I graduated, I didn't really know what I wanted to teach. I just knew I wanted to teach. I just kind of did it all just to try and see what my passion, where my passions lied. So I taught music. I um, was, I taught in an after-school program. I was a kindergarten um, aide there was a defining moment for me that kind of changed my course into going into special education and, and autism. And I don't think you know this story, Sab, but um, I, at one of the places that I taught at, there was a child with autism and he was just like the sweetest, funniest boy ever. He was nonverbal, meaning he didn't speak. And um, I just loved kind of communicating with him in any kind of way I could. Um, but there came a day, it was hard for him to communicate something. And he took a pair of scissors and he put it up to his neck. And, you know, that first day we were like, give us back those scissors. And he gave them right back. The next day he did it again. Except this time when I, when we were like, give us the scissors back, he ran with them. He like was running like this with the scissors. And it was a moment where you just felt like things were out of your control. I couldn't keep this child safe and I couldn't keep my, the other students safe. And it was like that moment that I was like, you know what? I wish I had the skill set. I wish I had strategies. I wish I knew what I could do to help this child become successful in communicating his needs. Um, And it was at that moment, I was like, you know what? packing up my bags, going back to New York. Um, I went to graduate school for uh, intellectual disabilities and autism. Um, And here I am. Um, Eight years ago, we ended up uh, landing a job, you know, with this this gal over here, um, which we'll kind of talk about a little later. So Sabria, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you decided to become an SLP. My mom and my grandma were looking up like, what's the hottest new up and coming profession. My mom had some experience with it because my brother actually had a speech language pathologist when he was younger. So they were like, you know, why don't you just go and try it? And if you don't like it, then you don't like it. And what I loved about the field 
is that you can change essentially a career within the same field whenever you can work in a hospital, um, you can work in schools, you can work in private practice. Um, but I felt like when I was in the school, regardless of how tough a road a kid had, kids have so much potential. They're always going to grow in some way. So I think that that's what led me toward working in a school. I just decided to go for it. And in New York city at the time they were doing scholarships. So I went in for an interview. It felt like I was the only one within the interview process that did not shy away from children with autism. So sure enough, I get hired for a specialized program for children with autism. And I have never looked back. Let me ask you a question though, for those of you that may not know, what exactly would you do as an, as a speech language pathologist? Like, obviously as a teacher, you teach subjects, but what might you, what might be something you do? (laughs) Speech language pathologists, we're working with the development of language. You're looking for acquisition of language and delays. You know, usually when you have kids, you go to a pediatrician, they tell you these milestones that you're supposed to meet. And there are milestones like that for language development. What I work with with our kiddos, um, with autism is, is social language skills, language skills, higher level language skills, questioning, um, being able to understand what people are asking you, sequencing your information for the response. It's, it's a whole, it's kind of like all of the little building blocks and then you're working on putting the house together and, you know, the windows up and all that stuff. And I'm kind of making sure all the bricks are there for you to use, to be able to do that. So do you want to, do you want to get into how we met? So we met eight plus years ago, um, was when I first started at this school, Sabria had already been at the school for a couple of years. And, um, the program that we work in Sabria, the speech pathologist is housed in the special education classroom. So Sabria actually had like a little corner in the room and, um, that's where we first met. And (laughs) I, it was, it was one of my first classrooms that like I could really make into my own. And so I, and you had to share it with me. I know I was literally like, Oh, I got to share it with someone that's (laughs) weird, you know? And so I myself am a very like type B I go with the flow. I'm very, I mean, I don't seem it right now, but I'm a very timid person, especially in front of new people or people of authority. I'm also like a people pleaser. So like, if you ask me anything, I will say, yes. If you tell me, uh, Jess, can you jump off a bridge? I would probably do it. The year of yes with Jess. (laughs) Always. It's it's the the many years of yes with (laughs) Jess. Um, And so let me paint this picture for you. When I go into this class, Sabria had right now come back from Las Vegas because she was partying How it up with her friends. Remember, I don't, I don't I have a good remember memory. this. I know. Well, you know what? Sabria is very much like my husband that can't remember anything because she thought we've been together for six years and she's wrong. So she was coming back from Vegas. So she really set up her space like the day before school started. And if you know, like if you're an educator, you do not go like the day before, like you're in there for a week, you're setting everything up. And, um, she comes in and she 
is one of those girls that she has the biggest smile you will ever see in your life. If you are watching this, like, look at her smile. It's huge. But the thing is, you have to give her a reason to smile. So most of the time, Sabria is not smiling and she looks pretty scary. Like she looks intimidating. Also right now her hair is, let me, let me tell you, her hair is brown and straight and beautiful, but she wore the tightest bun ever held a lot of secrets. Probably she looked exactly like my high school math teacher who was like 80 at the time that was scary to everyone. And that was Sabria. So she, to me was a very intimidating person. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your personality type and then what <laughs> maybe were your first impressions of me? Definitely type a, I like everything in order. I will have my lesson plan, but I'll also have another plan in case that lesson plan doesn't go through. I think so, you also need to share what your lesson oh plans gosh. look like. Also intimidating. I think they're amazing. I really am proud of them. Um, what size font do you have to use in order for it to all It is fit not this- a size four. You like I'm to say sure that it it's font, font size four. Six. Maybe it's it small. is a six to eight. You need a magnifying glass. I need binoculars for that. Listen, but I don't need to read it. I just need my data. I just need my squares. That's all I need. Cause I know what's on there. Like she said, I worked in the back of the classroom as she described herself, the giver, the pleaser, she was like, do you want more space? And I took it. And I was like, yeah, but I you the conversation space. actually was like, I need more space. And I was like, oh, no, sure. I wouldn't have. I mean, no, I, I probably would have just put things places and then seen what you like that. Like, is that okay? And you weren't, you didn't like how you describe it. You wouldn't say no, you wouldn't be no, like, no, it's I, not okay. I mean, today, present day, our relationship, you'd be like, get out of here. <laughs> Sure. What are you talking about? I would never say that. No. Just kidding. I think I said it today. Um, so how, do, how would you say our relationship has evolved us as people? Like thinking back to when you first started before you met me um, and you as a teacher now, uh, you as a speech pathologist now, um, how have you changed? I'd say we're pretty, you probably work more than you do work more than I do as far as outside school hours, things like that. But I think when you came into a new situation, your priority was kind of establishing relationships in addition to that. That's something that I took with me from meeting you, which is funny because it's not an academic thing. It's like such a human thing, but it makes for such a better experience at school. Those relationships are what keep us working. That's what what I've gained. What about you? Um, for me, I think, <laughs> I mean, it's clear that I say yes to everything. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you know this, but Sabria actually peer pressured me into doing this <laughs> podcast. No, I'm just kidding. We definitely want to do this together. Um, but I think because I'm a person that just says yes all the time, I, it's very easy to quickly burn out. And, um, Sabria is someone that loves to set boundaries and loves to say no to people. If it doesn't fit what you want to do, like, why are you, why right. am I going to say yes? You know, and let's um, be honest, if you're a teacher listening in, you know, that 90% of those things coming into you during the school day is not something that fits in. Okay. No, it's not. But and then you have to stress and do all of those things. Mm-hmm. That's for another episode. But anyway, um, but also my para is the same way as Sabria. (laughs) So you have two people that are like scary as heck that just say no to everything. And then they're pressuring. They're like, Jessica, you cannot (laughs) 
be saying yes all the time. And I'm like, I know, but I know, but I know, but you know, and I was just sitting there making excuses for Mm -hmm. myself to put more work on myself. And that's just silly. Um, and I realized that it's okay to say no to people. It's okay to stand up for myself and it's okay to prioritize my mental health. And I think that, um, my mental health is way better for it. I think that I've grown some, hmm, how do I say it without saying grow, grew some balls? Like I grew some fight in me, you know, like, yeah. and I, um, I'm leaving I grew- that part in by the way. But, you know, like you've got to have a little grit, you know, and and if you say yes, your whole entire life, you're literally, you're going to deteriorate yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it's made me a stronger teacher, but it's also really made me a much stronger person as well. And so, wow, look at I how we grown. I love that. I feel like a lot of teachers, a lot of SLPs were kind of groomed in that way. It's like, oh, you should be in it for the input. And, you know, we've got teachers mm-hmm. teaching on Saturdays. Do it All for the kids. You do it Come for on. the kids. And it's just like, listen, if I couldn't pay my bills, I don't know. <laughs> how could anybody do it for the kids? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just keeping it real in that way. And, and to piggyback off that, that I learned too, is like that it's okay to say yes sometimes. And it's okay to, you know, veer off the path a little bit. Like, I know you have this whole lesson plan, but Hey, push in and have this conversation when they're doing turn in talks and just kind of fit in there. And, and that's good too. That's okay too. So what are, what, what is the advice that you would give now having changed so much from the beginning of your career to now? Number one advice for people that are thinking about going into the teaching profession is to remember that you're a human first. I think for me, it was like going in, I was like, this lesson needs to be perfect. I need to be perfect. I need to do this. If this lesson stunk, oh my gosh, how do I make it better? What do I have? And there's always, you make a bajillion decisions as a teacher every single day of your life it's okay to screw some of them up, you know? And I think for my first couple of years of teaching, I worked my butt off 24 seven because I couldn't understand that. I couldn't understand that. You know what? Everything is a learning experience. And you know what? If this lesson sucks, whatever, it's fine. The kids aren't going to remember a crappy lesson. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it's always about prioritizing yourself um, to make sure that you can be your best self for your students. How long would you say it took you to cultivate this kind of frame of thinking? Because feel like honestly, honestly, I still struggle with this. It's like one of those things, like, it's like, you know, when you're working out, working on yourself and prioritizing yourself, they're going to be ups and downs, setbacks every single day. It's going to be reminding yourself every single day. Let me fill my cup before I fill anyone else's. And it's just, it it's going to be daily going to have good days, bad days, and it's going to be okay. I don't think people realize how resilient kiddos are new teachers coming in, new SLPs coming in. It's okay. okay If you have a laminated cheat sheet, (laughs) exactly. I have them all. It's okay. We get through it together. We hype each other up. (laughs) I know. I don't know if I would still be as happy as I am if I hadn't met you. 
Oh my God. This is my love letter to Gosh, me. Do you love me? Wow. Did we actually do our whole first podcast? I think we, oh, I did. Think we did. But before we end, I just also wanted to make a little extra note. Um, I think that it's important for us to just kind of share why we decided to have a podcast. I think we went back and forth a long time about doing something. And you know what? We were like, I feel like we should share our thoughts. And I think for us, this is our love letter to all of you educators out there. I think that through the pandemic, we have been through it. But even before that, we were already kind of under pressure as it is. And so we just wanted to make this podcast to kind of share with all of you guys that we see you, we appreciate you. And honestly, we, we are you, and we hope that this podcast can really just make you feel a little less, just a little less alone on this journey. And so we're really looking forward to sharing all of the ups, the downs, the laughs, the rewarding moments, and every single thing together with you and the tears. um, a lot of tears. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And for all of you that are not educators, we are excited to have you as well. We welcome you. And we're hoping that, um, this just gives you another perspective um, on education, just to see it through someone else's eyes. Um, and we're super excited to start this journey. We're excited about this podcast, like super pumped. And so, yeah, yeah, we are so much for listening. Yes. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of our very first episode. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We hope you will tune into our next episode where we are really going to dive into remote learning. Um, There's a lot of, yeah, there's, we're going to be spilling all the tea, (laughs) all the tea of 2020, 2021 and 2022. She has been dying to say all of those years. She's ready. Um, we're also going to be touching on what's going on in New York with all of the new mask mandates or lack thereof and our opinions and what we see in the school. Um, so we're going to be sharing that with you for episode two, and we hope you will join us then. We'll see you guys next time.